0: Because I'm talking with myself, we are talking with myself, and this is Talking With Myself. Tune into to Talking With Myself, because I'm talking with myself, and we are talking with myself. And now, your host, Skylar Hunt.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of Talking With Myself. I'm your host, Skylar Hunt. This is episode 12. Who would have thought we'd have 12 episodes in us? I don't
0: know. I definitely was assuming this was going to be a short-term project. Um, I didn't think I'd be doing this from age 3 to, I guess I'm like 5 now. I'm like 5 years old, but my voice has not changed at all. I mean, the doctors are concerned. When my when my mommy visits me in LA from from New Jersey and from Brooklyn, she she lives in both towns. Um, when my mommy visits me, we go to the doctor. We go to see uh, if I'm a healthy growing boy, which I should be. But it's been two years, and I still talk like a three-year-old. Why is that?
1: You know. You know. Bobby, uh, the the past year has definitely demonstrated like the the fluidness of health, health as like a as the like as a human condition. I don't know if I'm using the right words, but you can you can think that you are immortal, that you are someone who will never get sick, will never get hurt. You can you can like live your life that way and until you do it's technically true you are immortal until you die and you're invincible until you are convinced and I I also I think that there's an expectation I guess maybe being Americans maybe being very privileged we we grow up with this assumption of you know we're gonna be healthy even though we're surrounded by you know people that don't take care of themselves we have you uh, know, an, an obesity epidemic in this country. Which I'm. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that. I don't need to tell you. Just go to a Walmart, you'll see. Uh, but it. But I understand your frustration. It, there's a frustration, like why? Why am I not healthy?
0: Well, why do I sound like a little little kid? I mean, yeah. If you want to count that as health, I am not. I'm not as healthy as I would like to be.
1: Amen. Uh, me too. I'm I'm there with you. Just everything's breaking. I'm I'm 36 almost. I I just I rounded up. That's like a really sad, pessimistic thing to do. I rounded up my age. I'm 35 going on 36, but there 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 will reach a point, Bobby, when you you, you know you get old, you become a big boy and and then it almost seems like your growth uh, it goes from being a positive to a negative. Pretty much overnight on the night of your thirtieth birthday, uh, but you know, let, let's let's keep the health dialogue going on this podcast. Uh, and 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 it would be we're going to get to 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 another health related issue in a minute. Vaccines. We're definitely talking about some vaccines. And uh, but before then, you may have noticed this episode, and I think the previous two episodes have. Uh, really nice podcast music. Podcast music that this podcast does not deserve. And I wanted to give a shout out to Steph and Noah at Noni Music on Fiverr. They, for a very, very fair price, uh, gave me this beautiful slash really cool track that definitely definitely makes me feel cooler than I actually am in reality. Uh, and I think maybe the, the, the song is so good that I think I'm gonna get like a little bit pregnant every time I hear it. So, thank you, Steph. Thank you, Noah. Anyone that wants to upgrade their podcast music or just, you know, wants a custom song as we all do from time to time, please head over uh, to Fiverr and give them your support. They're super kind and talented. All right, vaccines.
0: Vaccines! Let's do it. When are they gonna have a vaccine that I can get?
1: So a, a five-ish-year-old, uh, they don't have any yet that are approved for, for five-year-olds. I think they are testing vaccines now in children as young as two, and, and they just... There's no reason that a vaccine should work for a 20-year-old and then, I don't know, turn a two-year-old into you know a squid monster with, with ten arms. I, I think we we as people are rightfully cautious and and fearful of anything new that 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 could be dangerous and we need we need it spelled out for us and we need to see sort of the the math done on the paper right before us. So there we're we're, we're going to soon have approval I think for children 12 and up and then there will probably be another approval after that for just like all children but the good news, Bobby. Yeah,
0: tell me the good news. Please give me something that is positive for me because this doesn't sound like you're helping me.
1: The, the good news is that by the rest of us getting vaccinated, that is lowering your risk of getting sick uh, person by person, is chipping away at the possible number of people around you that could give you COVID-19.
0: Oh, so it's the trickle-down economics, but for healthcare.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, it is, it's is—it's like that theory, which, as we all know now, does not work. Reaganomics do not help the people underneath the wealthy. We've learned that over this pandemic by the fact that rich people have gone from being billionaires to multi-billionaires at a time when money is disappearing and jobs are disappearing. And it, it, it seems like the greedy... Have taken this opportunity to just be openly even greedier, um, and I have to say, as someone as someone who maybe grew up a bit more indifferent to class warfare, I'm my eyes are open to it now, and I I think that we're at kind of one of maybe many inflection points, in particular around the world for. Is it is it immoral? Is it unethical to have exponentially more money than you could ever spend? And I've come around to the belief that it is immoral and unethical. I don't think I do not think that there should be billionaires at all. And I will explain why. Let's use a metaphor of uh, fresh water instead of money I feel like people will understand this a little bit better there's a finite not not infinite not unlimited a finite amount of fresh drinkable water that's not salt water that we would need to purify through a very difficult desalination process there's a there's a very finite amount of you know arrowhead or Poland Spring or Voss or whatever if you're if you're bougie you drink the Voss but there's only so much of it, and if, if we let someone basically sit on or squat on as much water as they want, and then there's no limit to that, you could conceivably have someone buy up all the water, and then the rest of us are in danger. Our very lives and our health and our survival is in danger because someone else just wants to have it all. And that, that shouldn't be allowed. And it currently isn't. But we may reach a point where the water metaphor is not a metaphor. It's a debate we're having. And money is kind of the same thing. You, you can't have infinite money and have a functional economy where that money retains a value. If you, if you have infinite money, that's, that's what like the Russian ruble looks like. Uh, or looks like. I don't even know if Russian ruble still exists. If they do... They really should just slide that decimal point over a couple places uh, to make it a usable currency. But, but the point I want to make is, you—if you are you a, if, let's say you have a hundred million dollars. You know what? Maybe there's a line somewhere. I'm not an economist who, who could pick where that where that line in the sand is, but I do think that if you have billions of dollars, you're the only reason you you'd have that money and, and think that you'd use that money is as power like billion billions of dollars that you could use to i don't know influence elections or buy other companies and reduce you know the competitiveness of a, of a free market and start creating like a a monopoly let's i'm getting I'm getting way off track
0: getting off track, or does this just sound like vintage scholar You're just rambling about something that you feel like you're on a moral high horse for? And your podcast listeners are rich. there are not that many. Are probably already agreeing with you, or they're turning it off. So who do you think you help it?
1: Bobby, I don't have any worlds to say a lot of this stuff. My co-workers bless them, have, have definitely put up with more than their share of my rants over the past year. This is all I got.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Yes, that's all many of us have. I don't have anything evil to say, but I just agree with the thought that this podcast is kind of the rock bottom for all three of us.
1: Okay, well, if you want me to stop ranting about why billionaires are evil, they're evil, uh, let's, we can just move on to our, our next topic. Um, this past week, I don't know how many soccer fans are listening to this podcast, but the 12 most iconic, you could say, historical soccer clubs, f- football clubs, uh, had tried to m- make a breakaway European Super League, which. If you follow soccer, the Champions League currently is all of the best teams in Europe or the, I guess, depending upon the league, it could be just like the the top few teams from a given league, all competing against each other to see like who's the best in Europe. in, In theory, it's a great idea. We love watching the big Champions League matchups, the Manchester United versus Real Madrid type matchups. I am a big Manchester United fan. It had been so for 20-some-odd years, I think, which for an American is a very long uh, period of time.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Everton. Everton is from Liverpool. Liverpool is a bunch of doo-doo heads, but I like Everton because the jersey is really pretty and I like to look good when I go out and about.
1: You're, you, you are allowed to, to choose a team for whatever reason you want. Uh, however vapid that might be, but but basically Everton would not was not invited into this European Super League that the twelve best clubs uh, banded together to to create against FIFA laws and UEFA laws, and I know FIFA and UEFA are not exactly charities. They they have they're rifled with corruption, uh, and as as recently as this past decade, we've seen you know, that corruption has led to World Cups. Being assigned to countries that don't, they don't really necessarily deserve them, but like in Qatar right now, they've moved the World Cup from the summer to the winter to accommodate for the fact that they awarded it to a country where the average temperature is like 108 degrees, and people are flying in from other countries to construct the stadiums. There's jobs in Qatar, but they're, they're dying, di- they're pe- like thousands of people have died from the working conditions. I, I digress. Um, so basically for FIFA and UEFA to seem like the good guys in a given situation, you, you know that, (laughs) that this is bad. So, so these 12 clubs all thought to themselves, you know, the champions league is something we have to qualify for every year and it's based on our performance and who wants to like invest in their team and make them do well. So they decided to create a league where they are all automatically in it. And they all automatically get paid hundreds of millions of, of pounds, dollars to, to, to be in it. It's, it's like if you feel like it's tough to get into college and you just make your own Harvard that you and your friends automatically get into, it's, it's kind of like that. I don't know. There's, no, there's not a lot of great metaphors for this level of greed. And so they did this, and the the world, the country, I- erupted in, in defiant opposition because to remove the meritocracy from soccer is to kind of kill it. Uh, it's already become more and more of a big business or a billionaire's plaything industry. But at this point, if you can't have like the little team working their way up from like the seventh division in England, and then that team eventually becomes Leicester, uh, Leicester City, who goes on an unlikely run to win the league. The following season, after Leicester won the league, and I guess it was like five or six years ago, they were in the Champions League playing against like the big clubs. I think they played against Madrid, if I remember correctly. And in this new Super League, that just doesn't happen. You have clubs like mine, like Manchester United, that are, you know, have oscillated between a, a D and a B-plus since their uh, manager... Sir Alex Ferguson, the greatest manager in the history of sports, retired. They've they, they been struggling to stay relevant. They've not won the league since then. And you can imagine why, with all of their debt, they, they would love easy street. They would love to just get handed money to, to just be in marquee matchups on, on, in big TV deals. And they don't have to work for it anymore. And their American owners, the Glazer family... Are 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 basically now like maybe the most hated people in sport, if not you know in that top tier of the most hated people in sport. So so that happened, and for about thirty six hours, it felt like I was gonna have to be done following Manchester United, a a a team that I've given like my life to.
0: Yeah, you are pretty pretty into Manchester United. That would be like you swearing off or dating or sex, which I don't really know what it is, but I know you like it, and also swearing off TV and food. It's like the same same chunk of the pie, the same slice of the pie, Skylar, I would say.
1: And you, and you know me better than most, Bobby, so yeah, it, it, it would have been like cutting off an arm. I, I really love that club more than anything, despite... All of the the fuckery that goes on there, like it just has it means something to me. I to devote yourself to something for decades. It's really hard to undevote yourself. But I was that upset, as were many, many, many fans. They protested and they picketed, and people posted on online like uh, an insane amount in just a day. And like Boris Johnson was getting involved, and it was becoming it was becoming quite a big deal. The players. We're not informed of this career-altering decision by these clubs. Uh, the managers of the teams were not informed. It was just the the billionaire owners trying to figure out a way to become extra billionaires, <laughs> multi-billionaires is maybe the word I was looking for. And it was it was like very dark. It was like at this happening at the same time as the George Floyd uh, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin uh, trial. was was going on, and the verdict was being reached, at the same time as the pandemic, at the same time as, you know, we're still in a, a, if not a full depression now, we're still in a recession for the near future. All this is going on, and, like, during this whole pandemic, soccer is basically the only thing that's kept me going. And and being with Watch United, even with no fans, with no cheering, no singing, in empty, sterile, plastic-feeling stadiums, it was still just so crucial and so yeah the super league it is dead it it was all of the clubs one after another very quickly i don't think that they anticipated quite the reaction i thought they thought they, they i think they thought they'd get away with it
0: you are getting away with considering this to be a comedy podcast so yeah people will do anything if they think they can get away with it
1: it's it's exactly exactly the same thing, so just just sort of get trying to explain it in a way so everyone else can sort of understand why it was as big of a deal as it was because it might have if you're not if you don't really follow soccer you might think oh a soccer thing happened who cares there are bigger problems in the world and there are, there are there are even bigger problems in soccer like just racism in soccer is something that from nation to nation is just like. Varying degrees of the same level of awful problem, like players getting abused after matches. Um, I'm sure even fans have, have received ra- racist abuse in, in matches on on social media, especially where you can hide behind semi anonymity. So yes, um, it was it was bad. I was I was planning on trying to find like another lesser club, lesser so that it would be. Less likely that, like, I ch- if I choose another big football club, they're probably just going to break my heart by joining the Super League. So I was intentionally trying to find a crappy team, and I was thinking of maybe going with Ryan Reynolds and Rob uh Wrexham United. The two hilarious actors had purchased a-, a club that was many leagues down from where my own Manchester United sit, but, hey, at the very least I know that they would listen to fans, because... They're human beings. Um, But yes, Super League, done and dusted, over. They're going to probably try and pass it again, but I think that, like, soccer has kind of come together as a community, and they have, like, I hate Liverpool.
0: Who doesn't hate Liverpool? My own Everton. are in town of Liverpool.
1: Yes, Bobby, you, you explain. But... But I think that like even like how United and Liverpool are biggest rivals that really there are in in the UK the same way that the Yankees and the Red Sox are like really the only rivalry in town, in Major League Baseball or, or used to be only the rivalry the only rivalry in town. Um, but Liverpool and United fans were side by side, supporting each other and standing together, and it feels like all of us contemplating soccer being taken away from us. Uh, all of us having to sort of experience that. It's very much like Ebenezer Scrooge seeing like the ghost of Christmas future. And I think we all would much rather get along, be on the same side of the argument and just ha- and be able to preserve the integrity of the, the footballing pyramid that exists. Uh, and I think that like that, we're all soccer fans first and fans of our club second. And that was actually kind of uplifting and inspiring to experience. So that was obviously a big deal.
0: Yeah, you talked about it for like a whole podcast. All right, this has been talking with myself. I am your host, Bobby, and I am your co-host, Eva Bobby. Tune in next time
1: Guys, we're we're not we're not even dent we haven't even dented the run of show. So let's let's keep going. Uh Bobby, you have something for us.
0: Yes, sir. I am five years old, we think, and this is the first 4-20, the marijuana holiday that everybody celebrates, because it's so unusual to get to smoke the marijuana. You can only do it one day a year, get it, because people smoke marijuana all the time, and they just are doing it on 420 anyway, so it's like another excuse to do it, but this was my first 420, and um, uh, I I started slow, so I just had like a little bit of a, a little bit of a bong rip, I think you would call it, a bong rip. So, I took a bong rip from Skylar's John Bong Jovi Bong, which is, the Skyless from New Jersey, he has no other identity, took a hit, and skylar let me tell you. Yes, when the heat jerkers hit, so did I. We both got really evilly high. And then I ordered on the internet candy popcorn. Yes, yes, candy popcorn is what I ordered. It's got this popcorn, and it's got butter fingers and it's got ms and it's got Snickers, and it's got tricks on it. It was it, it, it looked really good on the internet, and then it and then it arrived two days later from the Amazon, and I kind of forgot that I ordered it, and it looks a bit much. It looks like it's a little too much even for Bobby, even even for a five year old that loves to eat candy and loves to eat popcorn. There is a point of no return, and I think if I eat this, all my teeth are gonna fall out.
1: Wow, Bobby, you have you've kind of in your first four twenty, you have experienced the full range of emotions of uh, you know letting yourself go a little bit, relaxing a little bit, uh, but then uh, the regret of of how your your. Nutritional decision-making process might change when you're under the influence of cannabis. So, I mean, I do not approve of a five-year-old smoking marijuana. I feel like you should you should wait until you're 18. Uh, there there are not enough studies out about the impact of marijuana on a developing mind, and yours is certainly developing. But you know, once once you are of age, it is no secret on this podcast or outside of this podcast that. I believe marijuana is a superior, uh, I guess, self medication tool to to alcohol. Uh, I do love a drink every once in a while. I love I love a cocktail, but it the the havoc it wreaks on your on your body and on your internal organs, and I mean, just also hangovers. Like
0: who has
1: the time? Like hangovers are a time commitment in my in my eyes. Like. It's not just going out and drinking and then whatever damage it does to your liver. It's, if you, at, at, at my age, I don't know, two drinks is enough for me to feel it the next day in a really bad way and impact my, my work performance, my attitude, my mood, how, how I am to talk to. So weed doesn't do any of that. It, it, it makes me a little bit less talkative.
0: I know what everyone her home is thinking. Yes, it is possible for Skylet to be less talkative. All it takes is a joint. If he smokes a joint, oh, he shuts up, and it is a vacation for the mind, and it is a vacation for the ears, and it's a vacation for the barbies. Yes, it's like we got to go to Mexico and have an even wonderful time.
1: So you're, you 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 would encourage me to to smoke more. Okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> All right, so Bobby had a 420. That's cool. And then I went to the dentist. Just, just you? Just me. All right, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that works from a, from a physics standpoint. But uh, what, was it, what was it like? Dentists are, are scary. I mean,
0: that was kind of the appeal. I, I wanted to go to the most evil profession, the most evil doctor, one who likes to drill into the human mouth and extract teeth and, and put people through pain and make them watch Grey's Anatomy on Netflix in a dental chair.
1: Okay, I guess I see how you have framed up dentists dentist as evil. But some dentists aren't evil, Bobby. Some dentists just want to help you. Yeah, some of
0: them do, but I haven't met one. Maybe, maybe you should check,
1: I don't know, Yelp. Maybe look for a better dentist on the internet. I'm sure you, I don't want a better dentist. All right. That's your, that's your, that's your gimmick. Okay. Um, what else is going on? Oh, I have been trying to learn German, which, uh, if you've listened for a while, you know, we have this one guest, Dr. Hans Luger, and, uh, he comes from time to time, and everybody hates him because he just spreads COVID misinformation and he's kind of like a like a Doctor Drew or a Dr. Phil or a Dr. Pepper. And he's just, he, just he's, he, he he takes advantage of the familiarity and the trust that people place in doctors by default and he and he profits off of it. Um, so I wanted to learn German. So the next time he was here I could tell him how, how much I hated him in his native tongue.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was... <laughs> I've, I've been learning German on Duolingo every day for I think the last 21 straight days, and it's hard. It's really hard. Maybe it's just hard to learn a language when you're, when you're as old as me, Bobby's. So if you have any interest uh, in learning any languages, maybe you should get started early. It might, it might come quicker to you.
0: Yeah, no, I live in America. Why would I need to speak anything other than American?
1: That is it. That is... I don't want to say it's a fair point, but it's a point. Um, But yes, learning German, um, I... It's so funny. After 21-ish straight days, might be 22, I don't know, but after 21 straight days of learning German, I wanted to just whip something out sort of on the spot when recording this podcast. And now that I'm here, I just can't think of anything. Um, it's kind of, I I feel like it's, it's learning the language, getting familiar with it and comfortable, but then it's almost like using it in conversation and being able to access it on the fly is almost like its own additional curriculum. Like, I, I don't think I'm ready for that, but if I keep at it, maybe in like a couple months I will, I'll feel comfortable enough to speak some with you guys. So let's, let's hope that happens. Let's hope I, uh stick around for a few more months, you know.
0: Oh! Ah, f- shit, I forgot vaccines. Did you? I feel like we talked about how I couldn't get one, so why don't we talk about it anymore?
1: Oh, but but I got one.
0: Oh, how, how good for you, Skyler.
1: Well, I got, I, got, I got... I'm fully vaccinated at this point. And the reason I wanted to mention it was I know there are people out there that are afraid, in particular, of the side effects. Um... And like, I got the Moderna mRNA vaccine, which was two shots, and it kind of had the reputation for the harshest side effects. Uh, and of everyone that I know that got it, I had the worst side effects. So I got it on a Monday, and then I felt fine uh, at night.
0: Wow, you felt fine. Evil Bobby, can you believe he's just still talking about it? Like, we're not here. Like, we don't exist. Like, we're not five. Like, we didn't get a vaccine or anything.
1: Bobby's, you know, it's not just about you. It's about, you know, society as a whole. And that's why I'm talking about it, to try and uh, express through my experience that that you should get it when you can, when it's approved for you.
0: All right, go on, continue. We'll listen quietly.
1: So, uh, after my first shot, I had a little bit of a... Of a sore arm at the point of injection, which you know is that's that's true for a flu shot. It's it's true for any 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 vaccine really, uh, and it's it's fine. Like yeah, it sucks for like a few hours. You get over it. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't really hurt. It's just like a a sort of uncomfortable numbness. And so then I was expecting that this, after the second shot, but maybe I was expecting a little bit more of like you know a fever, or a little bit more of a you know feeling sluggish or tired holy crap, I, I, it felt like maybe the worst flu I'd ever had, and it made my whole body feel swollen and inflamed, I would alternate back and forth between, you know, sweating like a dog and feeling really hot, to so like, the chills, uh, headache, absolutely, even, even taking lots of Tylenol, the headache was pretty, pretty rough, and I, but... Oh, so I also assumed that it, the the side effects, no matter how bad they were, would last a day because that's what everyone on the internet says, and we know the internet never lies; it, it can't. And, and I'm expecting like eight to ten hours worth of uh, of impact. So the next day, I'm I'm having the worst flu I've ever had. The following day, it was still seventy five percent of that. The day after that, it was still I still kind of had the headache and and the 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 brain fog and, and the just you know not feeling too great it was like I got my second shot on a Monday I didn't feel normal again until Friday but now that it's done now that it's over with the emotional feeling of okay I don't need to live my every waking moment in fear of getting this disease that will probably kill me out of you know if if the if the the death rate is somewhere between 1 and 2 percent uh I assume it would be me, that it would die. So the the thought that I don't have to be quite as much of an agoraphobe, that I can slowly start to inch out into society and, and you know, choose my moments, be smart, be careful, wear, wear, still wear a mask when, when I'm around other people. But, like, I had a friend over who was also vaccinated, and we didn't need to wear masks, and it was, like, kind of crazy. And I went, yesterday I went out to dinner, the first time in 14 to 15 months which is crazy that used to be like a weekly occurrence uh and and I went out to dinner it was a really really nice uh roof patio uh for a restaurant named Margot in Culver City and it was really expensive but I I, I guess I for, for my first time going out to dinner in that long, I think I just wanted to feel as comfortable as I could. And it's open air, and it's, like, a beautiful view. They had heating, uh, not heating lamps, but, you know, like the, the, the things that they put outside of restaurants to keep people hot when it's cold out. I don't remember what, the, what they're called. Heaters. Let's call them heaters. Um, and, I, and I went with my, my friend Amy, and it was so nice to get to see her and, and get to sort of share that moment. With her and and I hope that it's it becomes something that's just more and more frequent because in LA things are pretty good right now. We have the lowest uh, rate of infection and positivity in the country. Feels like we got it pretty bad over the winter, and we've taken extra care to vaccinate as many people as possible. So LA feels like it's kind of moving out of this, and and if we follow the the trend of Israel and, and even the UK. In two to three weeks, we should be seeing the COVID case rate just kind of plummet. Uh, and that is, that is the time when I, uh, that I really look forward to. And I hope that we do a podcast then to talk about you know society beginning to reopen. It, cur- it already looks like it's going to happen in June. It's already scheduled to happen in June, but we'll see. Um, and uh, hopefully by then, Bobbies, there will be some news about when you can get vaccines. I'm, I'm optimistic you will be able to get one by, by the fall.
0: We are scaling from your mouth to God's ears to back to my ears. I guess I want to hear it too. To back to your ears to your lips. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, uh, I I do I do hope, Bobby, that that you're that you're next. I don't want you to get sick. It does it doesn't seem like young children are immune to this. So as soon as it's as soon as we're sure it's safe. Uh, I, I want you to, to make sure that you get taken care of. So uh, we're going to take a, an ad break real quick, and we will be right
0: back. Are you a driver who likes a challenge? Are you a real man, a real tough girl, who likes to, to feel like they're taking their life into their own hands whenever they drive their car? Well, have I got a thing for you. You should try potholes. So potholes are when there's a little hole in the ground on the street. And when you're driving your car, you gotta make a choice. Either you're gonna drive around it like a baby, or you're gonna drive through it, and maybe destroy your wheels, maybe property tire, but when you turn not pop your tire, oh, the rush. Oh, you feel like you have just jumped from outer space into the ocean. And you didn't die. And you're real tough. And you're a real big boy. Potholes. Check them out.
1: That was uh, an ad for potholes, uh, which was unexpected and great for the experienced driver who wants a challenge. Uh, great job on that live read, uh, Bobby.
0: Thank you. I'm trying to earn my keep.
1: And and you are. Uh, and then I think we also have uh, another segment that everyone loves uh, coming right up next. Skylar, it's mom's thing of the episode. Skylar, it's your mother calling with a thing of the episode. I just wanted to let all my fans who listen to the podcast know my thing of the episode is all types of porcelain. I love porcelain! Skylar, it's Mom, sing of the episode!
0: Do you know that bananas are not only nutritious and delicious, but they're really funny? You can put them in your pants to make it look like you have a big greener. You can drop banana pears on the ground to help you win a race. You can rhyme them with any girl named Anna. You can say Anna Banana, and it'll make them like you even more. So try buying bananas. They cost like 17 cents at the grocery store. Bananas, yeah!
1: And we're back. Uh, We have with us a special, or two special guests. You know them very well. Uh, Kimmy and Stacy. Of Kimmy and Stacy's cupcakes. Hello, Kimmy, and hello, Stacy. Hello, Skylar and Bobby's. Yeah, hello, Bobby's. Oh, so, like, why are you? Why are you visiting us? What? Tell us what you've got for us this time. What's What's new in the world of cupcakes? All right. So, we were on Insta the other day, and we saw the most incredible line of cruelty-free lipstick. Yeah, and I just can't stand the thought of someone being cruel to any lipstick. So I instantly uh, took action. Yes, we instantly took action. We bought some of the lipstick, and we that gave us an idea. And I said to Kimmy, I think, or, or I'm, I'm Kimmy. <laughs> I said to Stacy, Stacy, we should figure out a way to get some of that cruelty-free money. And I was just, like, all down for it because more money, more problems. And I have so many more problems than anybody, so I definitely need more money. And and so we have put together a line of the first ever that we have found cruelty-free cupcakes. Yeah, so, like, when we make the cupcakes, there's no cruelty. So, first of all, we're very nice to each other. Yes. We're like so like we've become such close friends over this pandemic because we have realized we have so much in common. Yeah, like we both like making cupcakes. We both love cruelty-free lipstick. We both love basically any new Netflix show that involves dating and people not knowing that they're going to end up getting married or or that they're going to get deported, all of it. We love all of it. Yes. We'll stay up like all night in our pajama jams and we'll just, you know, drink rosé and watch 90 Day Fiance, Indian Matchmaker, like, anything. Like just, we don't even need to know which show it is. It's all. It all sort of is one show to us. So we've become, like, really good friends, and we also, uh, our business is succeeding. We've been delivering the cupcakes so throughout the pandemic uh, via Postmates and via Caviar and via Uber Eats, I think. Are we on Uber? Eats? I, I, there, there, we're on multiple delivery services. If you search for "Kimmy and Stacey's cruelty Fruit cupcakes," I think you'll find plenty of web hits. So, we, we, we brought some for you to try, and oh, so, so we're so we make the cupcakes. We're 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 super nice to each other because we're best friends now. We're even super nice to the ingredients. Like, check this out. So, like, when I'm making a cupcake, what I'll do is I'll put all the flour in the bowl, and I'll be like, thank you, flour. Yeah, and I'll, like, crack an egg, but I'll, like, be very gentle when I crack the egg uh, to the point where, like, the egg might not even know that it's being cracked, which I think is breakthrough. It's so breakthrough, Kimmy. It is, it is, it is quite breakthrough, Stacey, so thank you for the acknowledgment uh so try 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 cupcake skylar and bob a is all right um i'm i'll you know i don't don't i'm not into a s m r so I'll eat it over here away for the microphone uh, it, so so it's good it's a good cupcake i it tastes like a regular like it tastes like one of your other cupcakes which which were which were really good cupcakes, but i'm not i guess i'm not understanding. What what part of the cupcake industry was not already cruelty free? Well, if you if you trace backwards and you and you look to our history, initially we weren't that nice to each other. Like I thought that Kimmy was trying to get my man, and you know it, there was a misunderstanding. And since then, we've come together. And these cupcakes are they're only a dollar more and we're just so much nicer to each other now. Yeah, it's like changed everything forever, I think. I, I don't I don't understand how this hasn't caught fire uh, over Insta, over Snap, over TikTok. And so we we just wanted to come on the podcast today and talk about how much nicer we're being to each other and, and hopefully people will just buy our cupcakes. for podcast guests, aren't I?
0: Jesus Christ. So, I have a question. So, if I understand correctly, and I'm just five years old and I'm a hardcore stoner now, so I, who knows? Who, who, who even knows? But if I buy cruelty free cupcakes from you guys, would it make me nicer?
1: I mean, I don't see why not. Who Who isn't in a good mood when they eat a cupcake?
0: Uh, all right, all right, all right. I have an idea. Eva Bobby. What? What do you want? I was taking a nap in the middle of the podcast. W- what if you just tried one of these cupcakes and we just see what happens? Like an experiment. Whatever. As long as I can go back to my nap. Y- yes, sure, sure. Just eat a cupcake. Jesus Christ. Uh, here, here, everyone. Oh. I mean, it doesn't taste very either, but it's, you know, it's inoffensive. It's, I mean, it's, the icing is pretty nice. I do like the icing. The, you guys didn't overdo it, which I think is pretty, pretty important for a cupcake. And, huh, oh, huh. Oh, oh, oh. What is this feeling that is coming over my body? I I just feel different. Like, like Bobby, you and I could go out and we could play mini-golf together and it would be okay. And I wouldn't need to to talk about killing people all the time. And I'd maybe just focus on the game of mini-golf for like an hour. Oh, my God. I think you guys might have something here with these cruelty-free cupcakes. Uh,
1: I know we were trying to tell you, but like Skylar just never seems to pick up what we're putting down. Yeah, I mean, not everyone can totally understand and embrace the cruelty-free cupcakes uh, that we make, but you know, for for our target audience, it seems like we're we're striking a chord with them. Um, I. Yes, so I'm gonna just say thank you, thank you for joining us uh, for today's episode, and uh, I guess I appreciate the fact that we have guests at all, and uh, and and we'll see uh, if if this new gentler evil Bobby is here to stay. I wouldn't get ahead of yourself, Skylar, but uh, if they wanna leave
0: another cupcake or two behind, I wouldn't I wouldn't kick that out of bed.
1: All, all right, and uh, on that note. Uh, have a great rest of your spring, everyone at <laughs> our audience. We'll hopefully be back with another episode, probably around the time that I will officially declare the pandemic to be over. Uh, in the meantime, keep masking and keep asking. This has been Talking With Myself.